Welcome to another episode of Propcast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shionbala and Bimbala Osaige. Hey, Bimbala. How's it going? It's going, going, going. It's going good. Yeah, how are you? It's going good, actually. Thank you. We're here on another episode of Propcast. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, it's going really good. I got another offer accepted yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that number six? Although, yeah, this is number six. Um, one of the one of my one of the six i think we're gonna drop that so this is the i don't even remember i told you about this deal we saw this was like all the way back in june i, I, yeah. I think that was the first one that we actually yeah. were looking to buy but it literally hasn't progressed much our lawyers okay. are useless the estate agents are slow everyone's just like at some point i had to send an email saying are you guys still interested in selling this property because it doesn't feel like it like it felt like i was the only one Mm. pushing for an update pushing for progress and if i my my uh, my jv partner keeps telling me you need to let it go and i'm like no i want this property <laughs> this is a great deal so at the moment i have just kind of come to terms with the fact that he might not proceed i haven't said anything to the agent so just in case somebody gets um just in case somebody decides in a month or two that now they want to sell but at the moment i have just kind of parked it so yeah got another offer accepted trying to move on trying to do stuff with this money fantastic fantastic and what's this offer or what's this property well this one is actually for the investment club it's three well it's a two bed it's a two bed house that actually should be what well, can well the idea is whoever's buying it should ideally convert it back to a three bed so this is one of those properties where the bathrooms are downstairs i don't know if you have those in your area but there's certain parts of the country where it's very normal to have the bathroom downstairs and then the bedrooms upstairs and then in this part of town it's also very normal to have a, a second bedroom out of a like a bedroom off a bedroom like it's so backward but clearly that's how people were living back in the days and even in 2020 people are still okay with that type of setup where it's a room of a room and i think if you think about it as a family home it's probably one where you can turn the second room into a baby's room you can turn it into a closet you can do a sibling oh, closet for ladies you know so yeah so what tends to happen is what i've found is in those areas people at some point, some people decide that they want to bring the bathroom upstairs. And then when they do, the room of a room becomes a bathroom. Uh, but it's still a bit awkward because if you are in room one and you want to go into the bathroom, you still have to go to room two to go into the bathroom. Um, and then, yeah, so sometimes people bring the bathroom upstairs. Um, but for me as an investor, if I find that such a room is big enough, I'm taking that bathroom back downstairs. So, because it, it's more value to the property if I have three rooms as opposed to two rooms. Um, so, yeah, so this one is one of those where we've we managed to negotiate a, a, a good enough price um, as a two bed. But the intention is that if you look at converting into a three bed, you can see where the value is. Uh, so this is for the investment club. The first plan or the, the number one plan is just kind of trade it off and hope that uh, an investor or first time buyer that has 
some good insight would get it and see it as a great deal. Um, however, for every property that we purchase as the investment club, we'd always have this, if if it doesn't go according to that plan, we, we're happy to do up the work ourselves and then sell it on. So either way, we're good. So yeah, We've I'm got excited. multiple exit options. Exactly, yeah. Excellent. So today we're talking about um, actually some of our own intellectual property uh, we coined in one of our previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, um, we called it the free ease. And I guess this is really just a, you know, what you, what, what do you need um, in order to, or what are the things you're going to experience when you're starting in your property journey or when you get into property? Um, and I think these are three key things that, you know, that uh, you will experience, you will go through in order to have at least some form of success. Um, so we want to talk, we want to talk about those three things today and we've coined it the free ease. Um, so what are the free ease, Bimbala? Well, the first one is entry cost. <clears throat> the cost, I mean, this is a good, this, this one is good. I love it. Entry cost and it's not just, we're not just talking about money right now when we talk about entry costs, but we would expand a bit more. So the first E is the entry cost. The second E is education, like education, education, education. It's so important. And then the third one is experience. So as we talk through these three E's, get your notes ready, get your notepads, stay attentive. We are about to take you on a journey. Exactly. So if we start off with entry cost, and, and what we mean by this is um, what, whenever you're starting something new, regardless of whether that's property or that's a new business or um, it's a new venture, there's always that price to pay at the beginning, um, whether that's the price for your education, whether that's maybe you start without some education and you just think, you know what, well, I got this. And then you make some mistakes. Yeah, I've, we've heard of numerous stories of people who dabbled into property, bought overseas, bought off plan because mm-hmm. uh, they thought that was the exotic thing to do or that was the in thing to do. And um, years later, ended up in debt because of one thing or the other. So entry cost is really where we're talking about, you know, um, the things that it will cost when you're initially beginning. Um, and the reason why this is important is because sometimes it cripples people from actually moving um, mm. because some individuals want everything to you know, be perfect. Um, it, it, everything has to be perfect. Um, one, of our, one of our mentors always, uh, he always says, you know, uh, start now, get perfect later. And he's really talking to that point about you know having everything perfect everything everything lined up you can't always in as much as you want that to be the case it, it it you know it's not always the case and rather than let it stop you from taking action from you know going forward with the uh you know with the property business or the business or the venture or whatever you know you can get started and you get perfect later because there's more value in starting now than in not starting and then as time goes on, you improve your product, you improve your service, you improve, you know, all the things that you're doing. So entry costs, it's an interesting one. And it's one that 
you have to factor in. Are you scared of, you know, um, taking this action? Are you scared of making mistakes? There will be mistakes. Even as you, you know, we're going to talk about education shortly, but there will be mistakes. Um, of course, we take the education to minimize the mistakes that we're going to make. Um, but there's still, there's, you know, there's always going to be something that we're going to learn that we can do better. Um, and we shouldn't let the, the fear of making those mistakes stop us, you know, um, because as long as we're, you know, as long as we're okay, we can, you know, we can, we can, we can keep going. Uh, we know of people who have been 50,000, 100,000 pounds in debt because of the mistakes they've made, but they've worked their way back and are successful property um, entrepreneurs today. So entry cost is an interesting one. And it's interesting because, again, you know, some you, you've got to understand that there's always a price to pay. Um, I think when we were talking about this just before the show, you also said entry costs can also be, um, you know, relationships. Maybe, for example, um, you're going to have to dedicate a portion of your time to learning. So you don't have as much time to spend with, you know, in that period with your family or with your kids. So there's also that, you know, that the, the connotation of, you know, um, learning and getting that, um, getting the information you need to be able to, to move forward. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I see entry. I think another way to look at entry cost is what is it going to cost me to get this thing done? So you've talked about, you know, it's going to cost you putting your fears to the side and just get on with it. Uh, it's going to cost you time with your loved ones uh, to get this started. It's going to cost you money as well. Um, it's going to cost you money. I think we, we can talk about the money bit now. The cost to get in, I mean, even though we've talked about it doesn't have to be your own money, it could be other people's money, but it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost something financially to 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 get in. To get in. One of my favorite one is, the, I call it the cost of money. Um, and, you know, when you don't have, when you, so I, I get a lot of people ask me questions like, can I get a loan to get into property? Is it good to get a loan to get into property? And of course, whilst the ideal thing is that you have your own money and you're investing from your savings and, and, and salary and so on and so forth, sometimes you need that external, uh, you, need, you need help. You might need to get a loan to get you started. But then I look at it as the cost. What is the cost? Is this, yes, you might pay this percent, you might pay 2% on, on, on this loan, um, but if you're going to be making 6% in terms of profit, it makes sense. You just, it's just the cost of money. It's the cost to get you started. It's the cost of you getting into the deal. Um, so your entry cost could be financial. Your entry cost could be time. Your entry cost could be just putting your fears to the side. A lot of people also don't know when to start. So I know, Dami, you talked about, you know, people, thinking okay i want to i want it to be perfect before i get started also people in their mind want the market condition to be perfect right now in the uk we're talking if for a long time we've been talking about brexit um then we started and then of course covid and you know just the uncertainty that you know we're in a recession and and it's always one thing or the other and america is going through um presidential election you know everything that happens in america affects the market and you know it's never ever the perfect time 
when it comes to looking at the, the right time to start. So your entry cost would mean that you just get started. Like you want to do it today. You do it today. If your numbers make sense today, just go and get started today. There is not, there is, there isn't a perfect time to get into. So your entry cost could be, you know, you have to put your fears to the side. You have to put your doubts to the side. And of course, education is important and we're going to move into education in a minute, but, um, it might just mean that you you just get started. Um, I hope that makes sense. So moving on to the second E, which is then education. I think one thing that's been consistent with us, Bimbola, is we've always advocated the importance of education. Probably since podcast episode one, we've always advocated the importance of education. And the reason we advocate the importance of education is because there will be certain things, you know, and Bimbola likes to quote the, you know, one of the phrases of our mentors, you don't know what you don't know. Even if you think you're going to go on Google, you're going to go on YouTube, and you're going to try and find things. Well, how do you know what to look for? How do you know what things to search for in order to know what's available? A lot of education is not going to give you, it's not going to make you rich today. It's more about understanding what's available, what's out there, what are people doing? And then once you get a sense of that, you can then go and explore, okay, this is the area that I want to go to. This is what interests me because there are, at least I know I can name probably say 15 to 20 different property strategies maybe. And I think we've done an episode on different property strategies. And, you know, each strategy has its strengths, has its weaknesses. And wherever you go, you will find people executing those strategies one person will say, no, this doesn't work for me. Another person will say, this is great for me. So part of the education is getting a feel for, getting the knowledge for what's out there, what's possible, and what's going to work for me. Because what's going to work for me might not be something that's going to work for somebody else. Now, property education tends to be, again, or can be costly. This is all part of the entry cost that we talked about. But then Bimbola talked about the value as well. What's the value that you're going to, you know, you're going to get? Okay, this course might cost me £3,000, but what's the value that it's going to give me? What's it going to enable me to do? Okay, this mastermind might cost me £20,000, but what's the value? Now, people who go on those masterminds that cost £20,000, the number one thing that they they always come out with is the fact that they get to network with the, the network they build in these um, in these masterminds it's is much more different than maybe a three thousand pounds course or a free education course because you know people who are paying twenty thousand pounds more often than not are probably you know they're they're very serious in terms of what they want to do. You might meet accountants, you might meet um, uh, serial you know property investors. Some people some 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 people pay this just to meet other people. Uh, that they can JV with, that they can do business with. So education is is just, it's very important. And, you know, it also looks to minimize the mistakes that you can make. Um, it's not going to, it's not, it's not a silver bullet. It's not going to, because the, again, part of entry cost is, you know, and part of the next E is, is experiencing things, learning, and then, you know, and, and doing a lessons learned, 
um, you know, trying to continue to always improve. There will always be something that you can do better next time. So it doesn't take away the fact that there will be mistakes or there will be challenges, but it can remove a lot. It can remove a lot of that um, because you have people you can ask questions you're learning, you know, the ins and outs of a particular strategy or you're learning the ins and outs of, you know, setting up um, a property business in the most tax-efficient way, for example. So, um, you know, education is key. And this goes for anything we want to do. You know, we need we need to um, inform ourselves with the information that's out there and not just on YouTube and, and watching videos, um, but, you know... Uh, doing uh, the, the specific courses. Um, you can always get taster courses. You can always do free courses. But invariably, you know that those free courses are leading to an upsell of some sort. So, you know, you're not going to get everything you need in a free course um, or in a one-day one taster course. You might get, again, the information you need to start or to begin, but invariably, you'll probably need a bit more in-depth. So, so yeah, so we advocate education. Um, Bimbala, I don't know if you want to chip in because I know you're passionate about education as well. Yeah, um, I think I can share my experience when it comes to education. So when I started my property journey, and I'm sharing this because I know that there are lots of people that are thinking similar thoughts. So when I started, I, I was quite interested in property. I was keen i wanted to get into it i had a bit of money but then um i then i was offered education i started with you know just getting a bit of information and i was offered to do a bit more um but then because it was at, at the time i perceived or my mind was so focused on the cost to me financially so it was again we're talking thousands of pounds and even though i had thousands of pounds i i, I said to myself well if i have thousands of pounds I'm better off spending thousands of pounds on the actual property than the education. Because in my mind, I was thinking if I put this money down to be educated, then I wouldn't have any money to, to get started. Now, obviously I was, that was, that was an ignorant way of thinking because one of the things that I was going to learn was how to raise money, how to find money, how to present deals, how to find good deals and so on and so forth. But I didn't know that at the time. So most of the time when people are presented with an opportunity to pay, um, to be educated and it might cost them a lot of money, they because they don't know what they don't know, you don't know what this course is going to give you. So you assume that, Oh, it's, you know, you, 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 you're fixated on the cost of the education that you, you miss the value that is going to give you. So I remember then I didn't do the course. I went off and I bought my first property and I think maybe I might have had a bit more money. And then I started to look to buying the second one. But of course, as soon as I bought the second one, I ran out of money and I didn't know what else to do. And I knew that I wasn't going to, um, I wasn't interested in waiting for another year or two to start saving more money. Um, I was starting a family as well. So my expenses were increasing. Uh, so I need, I needed something else. So anyway, I, I looked again, again, I went to more free courses and every time I would hear people talk about how much they had grown, how much it achieved in a short space of time. I just thought to myself, wow, like I really want to do this. So anyway, in the end, I just thought, you know, look, there's not, there's something that I'm not doing and if I'm looking to to get the kind of result that these people are talking about, I'm going to have to pay. So I did. And, you know, I paid a lot of money. We've all paid a lot of money um, 
and it was the best thing that I did because it literally opened me up to a lot of things that I didn't know. So which leads to what I'm actually really trying to say is what education does for you is it gives you access sometimes. And the truth of the matter is you don't, you learn the theory behind stuff when you, when you pay for, to be educated. Um, and then you only read, it's only from the practical application which is experience which we're going to talk about that's when you start to perfect and begin to make and it starts to make sense however the important thing to note is when you educate yourself or the people that you've paid to train you or the people that you meet at this training you are basically buying access you're buying access to to a network you're buying access to the trainer. You're buying access to being able to ask further questions. I remembered um, one of the courses that um, Dami, you went on that I didn't go on. Um, and I remember say, and I had a question and I remember going to the trainer and, to, and I said to him, oh, you know, I was trying to ask him a question. And then the first thing he said to me was, yeah, that's covered in my training. And I, of course, at that point, I was a bit irritated by that response. But then now that I'm also someone that delivers training and I was saying to Dami that one day a lady called me, she had spoken to me about training in the past and then she had a question. So I'm assuming that she, she's obviously trying to do it on her own. And then now she was still, she had a question and then she called me and I really wanted to say to her, uh, that would be day two of the training course. So if you sign up to the training, I will be giving you all this answers. I didn't tell her that, but the truth of the matter day is... Day two after lunchtime. Exactly. <laughs> <the job. I'll laughs> so that wasn't my response to her, although that's what I really wanted to tell her. But the fact remained that she didn't have access to me and she's not going to have access to my knowledge unless she had been trained um, on the me, just the same way I didn't have access to the question that I was looking to ask unless I went on the training. So that's one. And I know that if Dami, for example, had asked the same question that I was going to ask, the guy would have been more open to answering his question because Dami had trained with him. And that's just the fact of life. Like you don't, you don't walk into a university. You're not, an, you are not an alumni. You are not a potential student. And you just want to walk into a university and expect that, you you know you have a couple of questions and people are going to answer you it doesn't work that way so one thing i just want to point out is education is so key and it's not just the things that you're learning it's the access that it gives you um that you don't even know that you need at the time when you are thinking about being educated so it's so 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 important that if you are really um serious about doing this you want to know, um, you want, you want to be trained. You want to, because again, we're talking about money, right? So nobody wants to lose their money. Um, uh, why should I make a mistake that I can avoid making and then lose thousands of money that would take me a few years to recover and to recoup? No. So it's important that people understand the, the value of education and not just be fixated on the cost. Um, you know, the, the thousands of pounds that are, I mean, it could be thousands, it could be a hundred, it doesn't matter even if it's a pound. The money that you're paying, you get it back very quickly once you know exactly what you're doing. And you only know that when you've received education from people that have done it and are still doing it. So the third E is experience. So experience is, again, something that we all go through. So once you begin on your property journey, 
um, you will experience many things. Um, you may experience setbacks, you may experience elation, you may experience joy, um, but you experience you'll definitely get. And um, experience is key because as you begin your property journey, um, you know, the things you may have done at the beginning, you'll definitely learn, mm. improve, and, you know, you'll be able to take those experiences and use it to better yourself in the sense of, you know, the type of deals you're looking for, you know, how you're raising money. Bimbala gave us a story earlier about how she used her own money um, to, to buy property and then she quickly ran out. So that was her own experience. Then she understood that, you know what, I need to learn how to raise money, how to um, attract investors. And now, fast forward X amount of years, she's the queen of JV. She's the queen of raising money. Um, so experience happens to all of us. And we can't be afraid to experience these things. Um, I know it's easy to say, but it's the truth, you know, Um Regardless of whether the experience is negative or positive, we are going to experience sins and we just need to learn how to, um, if it is a negative, um, so maybe a deal went wrong or maybe we um, overspent, uh, we underbudgeted a project or we overspent on a project, um, we have to take those learnings and put it into the next project. Um, and that's how we improve, that's how we get better and ultimately that's how we continue to grow. So experience is the third E in terms of, you know, these are the things that when you start, you're going to be looking at or you're going to be experiencing. And it's 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 important to understand that mistakes do happen. The education part is to minimize those mistakes, but um, things do happen. And, you know, as long as you learn from it, you improve and you go again, then those mistakes will not be the end of you. So keep going um experience Bimbala. people people um people only like to think about positive experience that they have but actually even the negative experience is also it's good because it teaches you what you then learn from that is that this way doesn't work or that doesn't work or how or how do i do things better next time so experience doesn't have to always be positive but once you've got an experience and something, no one can take that away from you. And I think it's very, it's it's important that we we note that we um I've had some really bad. Well, I wouldn't say so bad, but I've had some not so great experience. And um, but one thing I love about properties is that, and and I suppose depending, um, I don't think it's always the case, but depending on what the experiences or, or what negative experience you've had or you know the time and the season you could actually recover from it so for example if say for example you have um you went into a bad deal so you went into a deal that was supposed to be good um okay let's let's use covid as an example you've gone into an i'm, I'm sure there are quite a number of people that have that at the beginning of the year they got they'd gotten themselves bridge loans to to buy a property that needs work and with the aim to finish within a certain number of months and refurbish refinance and get their money out and then covid happened and it was a disaster because the bridge loans were not necessarily extending and 
you know, it was becoming expensive. So, I mean, I have, I didn't go through this this year, but I know I've heard people that have gone through that. So for them, it would have been a negative experience, right? Where they it felt like they were stuck and, you know, but what negative experience does it is it allows you to be creative in finding, because you, you have to find a way out of, of it, right? And even if you manage to find something or find a way out of it, um, because it's property, you might, it might mean that giving it, you know, give it a few more months, give it a few, a couple of years, what was once a very negative experience could potentially turn around and still make you money. Maybe, yes, you were looking to make money today, but, um, um, you weren't able to because of change in, you know, change in, in anything, or a bad experience that you've had, but then eventually, because it's property, you will eventually make money from it. It's like the the people that that you know bought properties in the reset, the last recession. I mean, fast forward ten years now, it's a whole different ball game, right? Like the the properties that went into negative equi equity have all kind of recovered. Yeah, um, apart from if you were in the northeast, but you know, yeah. we won't talk about that. Yeah. So sometimes negative doesn't always mean it's the worst thing ever. It just means that you you recover from it. I mean, my my most recent negative experience that I would say that I can share is um, when I bought purchase a property in an auction two years ago, and we ran out of time. Um, we, we ran out. We ran out of the allocated. I think it was initially meant to be. Uh, 28 days or six weeks but um coming up to the end of the time the lender i think we, we had some issues with the lender the wasted the first two, couple of weeks we then had to change lenders and of course in, in an auction purchase you don't have the time to be changing lenders so but we had to change lender it was during the christmas break nobody was taking it as seriously as we were and we ran out of time and what that meant was we paid more than what we should have paid for the property so what we added uh, the, the amounts that the property went down on at the auction was not what we paid in the end because we ran out of time and the sellers decided that rather than rescind the contract, which would have meant we would have lost our 10% deposit, they would allow more time, but it would be at a cost. And that cost was, a, you know, it was a big cost to us because that was coming out of our profit. And, and then the idea of this property was to do it up and sell it on. But because of how much we had, how much more we've had to pay, the time that it was, we just could like if we had sold that property, we wouldn't have. We would probably just just about break even, or we probably just make a little bit. And we didn't want to have done all of that work and all of that stress not to have made money. So we decided that we weren't going to sell it, and we decided we would rent it and we would eventually do something to it much later. So if you look at that holistically, it felt like a very negative experience because that was in the that was what we were we weren't expecting it to go that way. But it taught it taught us a lot of things. And eventually it's going to make money. It's going to make a lot more than 
um, yeah. if we had sold it when we wanted to sell it. So your, even your negative experiences are good, but you need to make those, you need to have those experiences and you need to deal with. So now I can talk about this because I've gone through it. You know, I know how best <laughs> to deal with auctions. <laughs> I'm sure if we, if we had asked you about it two years ago, your your outlook may have been different, but that's the benefit of, you know, getting through it. Yeah. And, and uh seen the positives i'm sure it wasn't easy when you're going through it it wasn't i mean i had um and this was one of my jvs so even though i was being i've you know i'm quite experienced um as, as as of then i had people in the deal who were very new so to have had to go through this for their first deal for me i felt really low because i was like oh i really you know i really wanted wanted them to experience the amazing results that you get in properties and so on and so forth. But it didn't quite go that, you know, the way that we wanted it to go. So I, I did have some sleepless nights. I, you know, I, I did have nights where I would just lay in my bed and think, gosh, what is going on? <laughs> and, um, and one of the things that I, this is my own personal value like i every deal or everything i go into i'm all prayed up right so i was very certain that this was one of those opportunities that i needed to do and then when it didn't go the way that i thought it would i had to i was thinking did i not hear properly did i what did i do you know like i was yeah i did have some sleepless nights um however um it's part and parcel of 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 the experience that you gain as as an investor, like no one in business goes, has a hundred percent positive experience every single day. It's impossible. Like in life, it's impossible to always be on the up. So it's one of those yeah. things. So your experiences exactly. are so key. And that's part of the reason why we do this, right? We also want to shed light on, um, we know that when you go to these, um, education trainers to entice you, they usually just, you know, they usually show you the the, the great bits of uh, of of property and yeah. the jobs and what you can get from it. But the reality is is that yes, you can. You know, the upsides are amazing, um, but also you know, there's the day to day struggles and the day to day realities of running a business, running a property business, and um, and yeah, and th- this is why we do this podcast to, to shed light on on these things. And actually, this is what we're going through. You know, we're actively investors. We're actively investing, and um, this is what we see, and this is the lay of the land. So, so that brings. I don't, do you have anything else? I wanted to just say, like, with regards experience, and when you've had a bad experience in anything in life, not even just properties, I this is one thing that I noticed as well that I've noticed is sometimes when obviously when people have a bad experience, it scars them so much that it it it, it makes them disinterested in moving forward. And of course, experience is meant to do that to you, to make you more cautious in the future. However, you have to look at it all. You have to look at the whole picture. So for me, you know, when I go into my next deal, I always remember the, this particular experience. But then I also have to remind myself that actually I've had a lot more successes than this one negative experience. So why, why must I focus my, 
mind and focus my life on this one. Do you understand what I mean? Like one bad experience could put you off, but then you don't try not to be put off by one bad experience, especially when you've had other good experiences. So always try to focus on the positive than the negative because that tends to happen where you've had one issue, even though you've always had good things, but the time, the one time you have this one time, one bad issue, your mind tries to just stay on that. Um, yeah. So try not to do that. Try to remember the positives and then learn from the negative and then move on. But you have to move on. The Japanese talk about continuous improvement um, all the time. So you just have to take it as that. The whole point of continuous improvement is that you look at something, what works well, what didn't work so well, and how can we improve on whatever it is we mm. do, what we did. And then you take the lessons and you apply it and you go forward. Um that's same in life, you know. What what things are going well, what things are not going well. How can we how can we improve um, and, we, and we keep going forward? So so yeah. So um, we want to say thank you once again for listening to an episode of Propcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, then please do share this with at least one person um, so that they can also benefit from the content that we have given. Um, you know. And from the education part, we also do have um, Bimbala who hosts or who, who has um, one or two training trainings that she does, um, entry-level training, so you can have information, you know, if you want to get started. So on the education piece, um, if you're interested, then, you know, get in touch and, uh, you know, she can take you through um, at least how to get started in, in property so so yeah um, it's been a pleasure Bimbala it's been a pleasure next time I will be talking about more offers <laughs> and completion I'm speaking into the future here but no it's, yeah. been, it's been good thank you guys for listening thanks Danny for another good episode till next time till next guys. time Bye. ciao